Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. Relevant content warnings can be found in each episode's description. And welcome back to Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Hey, y'all. All right. So what are we talking about on the podcast this week? We're talking about toys. Toys. Yeah. Like kids' toys. Yeah, like toys for children. Like little kid toys. Yeah, like children's toys. Children's toys. Correct. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's got you thinking about toys? Okay, well, this is not related to gender at all, but if you've ever heard of something called squishmallows and you have a personality type that likes collecting and or you're neurodivergent, don't look at them. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, are you looking at them? Mm, I'm so sorry I've turned you on to this. Apologize to your partner for me and also your bank account. Because um, Squishmallows are magical. And they are these super soft, velvety, sensory bundles of joy that I love. And they bring me a lot of joy. And there's like a billion of them. <laughs> they go in all these different animal types and shapes and sizes. And you can collect them all. And they all have names and squads that you can memorize. They're really good for autistic people. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know that like Rick and Morty thing where it's like, is this game popular with autistic people? Why would you say something like that? Because I'm starting to love it. That's me with Squishmallows. <laughs> As a note, we are not sponsored by Squishmallows. Oh my god, but if Squishmallow wants to sponsor us, <laughs> hit me the fuck up. <laughs> but because Elle has been super into Squishmallows for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of like collecting them, I mean, if you have enough money, you can just buy them online. That's one way to go about it. That's not the way I go about it. Part of collecting them involves going to lots and lots of different stores and seeing if they have them. Right. Cause it's like a false scarcity thing. It's a late stage capitaliz- capitalism thing. You just have to acknowledge that. Yeah. It's true. Can't get away from it. But I've been driving around to a lot of different stores and walking through their toy aisles. So, so I've spent a lot of time in toy aisles recently. And especially in some of the larger stores. Like Target and Walmart. Like Target and Walmart. We've been seeing a lot of children's toys. Yeah. And I think I just forget how hyper-gendered kid shit is. Yeah. Like. It always strikes me. Yeah. Especially like in this era where I feel like kids themselves are becoming less hypergendered. Like, being mm-hmm. queer is not like it was 20 years ago. That's true. Especially... Like, I'm sure in some places it still is, like, obviously. But, like, in the mainstream, it's becoming more acceptable and even cool in certain pockets to be queer and gender expensive. Right. And, like, especially among older kids. Like... Like, by by, by older, though, like, middle and high school. Still children. I still mean, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like, older kids, like... 10 and up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't really pay attention to how the demographics shape, shake out while we're perusing those sections. No. So, like, I don't actually know how old the kids that the 
really hyper gendered toy sections are aimed at. I feel at. like it's for like little littles. I think that's part of the reason yeah. it also flies under our radar because like we don't have kids. Right. We don't even really have any particularly young kids that we interact with on a regular basis. No, I mean like I've got some younger cousins. But we don't have any like nieces and nephews, I think is what would really have yeah. us like if any of your siblings had a kid, we would be very close with that child. Yeah. But yeah, all of the kids in my family are like distant cousins at this point. Most of my cousins mm-hmm. are around my age. Yeah. And so it just like really has been driving home as we walk through. Like occasionally we'll see something and we'll be like, why is this like this? Why is it? There's a lot of, I have a lot of questions like that in the kids section. But then it'll like kind of strike us because so far outside of radar, like, oh, this is a quote unquote boys toy. Yeah. Like we're in the boys and section. And the aisles are still divided. Like, very much divided. I feel like it's even becoming trendy to have not gendered kids' clothing. Or at least, like, it's still gendered, but it's, like, a little gender bendy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a little less gender roles heavy. Like, there's still girls in the boys' clothing section, but, like, Mm -hmm. the girls' clothing section has, like, sports stuff. And the boys' clothing section has, like cute animals on t-shirts and shit like it's getting a little bit more common a little bit more like integrated yeah yeah like things are things are starting to like combine a little bit more yeah but like they just still but the toys like the toys are still you walk down an aisle at target and then there's like trucks and babies yeah like four (laughs) bright pink aisles and four dark green usually aisles and dark blue dark blue and like the dark and or construction yellow and or construction yellow Mm -hmm. and they've got construction toys they've got vehicles they've got like fighting toys yeah and then there's a bunch of like dolls and stuffed animals and like it's the weird. same toys as in the boys section but colored pink yeah and, like it's but like barely there's no cars in the pink aisles not like not like little cars but the like the barbie driver oh cars yeah the and, like, cars. and like yeah. barbie dream car kind of stuff probably still exists i don't know yeah, like the accessories so. for for dolls like that it's so odd, though. It's very odd. It does. It doesn't scan to me, and it's it's weird because, like, looking at it, I know that that had to have been my experience growing up. That's, I think, the weird thing. Yeah, go on. Like, I just walking through there. Like, even like like you've been saying, nowadays things are starting to move a little bit more towards a little more like porosity between the two sections. And my parents were never the sort of parents who were like, "You can't have that because it's a girl's toy." Right. To my memory, like right. I had ham growing up like yeah those were not marketed towards young boys <laughs> but these sections still existed and were marketed like yeah. i had a ton of bionicles and i love bionicles yeah like action figurey things like it's all like it's marketed in a very specific way in order to like grab the attention of young children and like satisfy something in their parents i don't know what it is i don't know either i just i think that it's interesting that it flies under the radar of so much because, mm-hmm. like, we can't remember it, like you said. Like, we yeah. can't remember when we went through that. And, like, I feel like a lot of the queer, like, social activist community doesn't have their own children. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you can be a queer social activist and a parent, like, obviously. Yeah. But, like, by and large, we don't have a lot of our own children because, like, by and large, we are economically oppressed and don't have the fucking money for it. That's another argument. And also that, like, the fostering and adoption in especially America is... Fucked. Fucked. So there's a lot of reasons that, like, queer activists and queer relationships 
tend not to have kids, especially mm-hmm. they tend to have kids older. So I feel like you're like really heavy activism days and your days that you have children don't always overlap. Might not one. overlap 100%. Again, this is not like, oh, you become a parent and you like stop caring about queer active. No, but like, no, it just, it, it, it isn't, the communities are not one and the same. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the toy aisle, especially for like little, little kids, like preschool age kids mm-hmm. also flies under the radar of like activism mm-hmm. and so it just is like this like it's like going back in time it's so gendered it's so gendered yeah. and like it's very odd that that persists yeah because to your point of like cultural shifts i feel like there's been this drive in a lot of like popular culture or at least like leftist culture like mm-hmm. liberal culture around like shaming people who shame their kids like yes like you see because we shouldn't shame kids we shouldn't shame kids Mm -hmm. but you see depictions in media of people being like framed as bad Mm -hmm. when they tell their young children no that's not your gender's toy like like that is a narrative theme yeah and like even with that being part of our current culture the toy aisles are still so gendered so gendered yeah And I think something else that's kind of interesting about it that, like, kind of just struck me while I was talking about my experience. Like I said, I had Hamtaro's growing up. I have a really formative memory. Can you explain? What's Hamtaro? Hamtaro were these, like, little rubber hamsters. They were, like, (laughs) almost eraser caps, but, like, not really. Were they erasers? No, they weren't erasers. Okay, so they weren't, like, eraser caps. Well, no, but they (laughs) had, like, a little hole in the butt because they came with a playhouse. (laughs) And the playhouse had little, like, places where you could put the Hamtaros on. I see. And there was, like, a Japanese children's show called Hamtaro. Yeah, I feel like I vaguely remember that. And they had, like, the the main guy was Hamtaro, and he had, like, a little orange guy with a sunflower seed, and it was, like, a whole cute thing. Okay. And I loved them when I was a kid. Okay. And I similarly have a really formative memory from when I was in elementary school Mm -hmm. of playing with My Little Ponies Mm -hmm. with another kid who is now also genderqueer. So, like... (laughs) Amazing. But, like, I have these memories of interacting with toys that were not marketed towards young boys Mm -hmm. but also when i came out as trans people were like we never saw the signs you weren't like into girl stuff when you were a kid and then that just wraps around to this weird cis normativity that's infected even like the trans community of like part of what is supposed to mark you as trans is when you were a kid you went to the quote-unquote wrong toy aisle right and like why do we have right and wrong toy aisles why do we even have the toy aisles like that (laughs) right and i do i will say i feel like pieces of it like the toys themselves are sometimes slightly less gendered like there's less like mommy and me baby doll type things that are like literally like making your small girls play at motherhood like there's i feel like Mm -hmm. there's less things like that and Mm -hmm. less like i'm gonna be a doctor like science kits for little boys there's less like yeah gender role-based things but it's still like all the coloring and it's still the fact that we separate out Mm -hmm. and like from what I have seen, the idea of like gender role like kits, like the doctor stuff, and yeah. the bake and the cooking stuff, and yeah. like the cleaning and those sorts of toys, yeah, have started to like those are a bit more porous now because I think that they have People started under- to yeah yeah they mm-hmm. understand and they're starting to be marketed towards multiple like there are little girl doctor toys now mm-hmm. and like there are vaguely boy themed easy bakes now yeah you know Mm -hmm. and so like those things have started to like 
mushed together a little bit. But somehow I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if I used Easy Bake, and I think that's a really good example. Everybody everybody should know how to cook for themselves. So, (laughs) okay, cool. All kids can have like a little Easy Bake oven. But I would be incredibly not surprised to find a pink Easy Bake or I think they were purple, but pink or purple Easy Bake Oven in the girls' aisle, and then just find another Easy Bake Oven, like, spot that comes in blue or black or green in the boy section. Like, they wouldn't be together. They would still, they'd be two versions, and they would be in different aisles. Right. And, And like, why? I think that's what's wild, is that, like, they are separated. Right. Like, Like, why not just put the Easy Bake Ovens together? And then every child can decide which color they want. I'm confused. Right. And there are some spots in these mm-hmm. stores where that's true. Because I yeah. think the bicycles are all together. Bicycles. Notably. I think that... I, th- But I think why that is, is outdoor toys are grouped together and indoor to- toys are grouped together. Right. Which makes sense. You don't want to be going to the store with your kid to get like a stuffed animal and suddenly your kid wants a bike. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's very different than <laughs> what I was like, planning. <laughs> right. Right. And so where, so we've been, we've been spending a lot of time in toy stores and this is a kind of complicated question because they are not always in one spot in the store, but where are these items that you, where are these squishmallows that you've been looking for? Oh yeah. The squishmallows are usually in the girls section, Mm -hmm. but they're usually in the like stuffed animal section, which is another one of the places that has like a slight overlap. It does. Cause everybody likes stuffed animals. But stuffed animals do still often come in pink. They do. They're often like, and they're often like unicorns and like things that are typically marketed towards girls. Mm-hmm. So I find that they're usually in the girls section. Or the infant section. Or the infant section, which again, kind of goes back to not being quite as gendered because it's based more on in, like age. So right. much like the outdoor, there's like a different theme, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I think is so odd because personally, I think the Squishmallows are very gender neutral. Like, like I said, ways. a lot of them come as like unicorns and cats and... A lot of them are pink. Um, but personally, I don't like the color pink. Just my own preference. Mm-hmm. So my collection, for instance, is very gender neutral. Mm-hmm. I have three Squishmallows that are gray. Right. <laughs> like, and I mean, all Squishmallows are gender neutral. But societally, my collection is very gender right. neutral. Well, something that I think is really interesting about how toys get gendered is like one of the reasons that Squishes are feminine coded mm-hmm. in our in our toys mm-hmm. is partially be just because they're stuffed animals above yep. a certain age mm-hmm. only girl like stuffed animals apparently apparently i don't know <laughs> and like but also there's nothing like cool or violent violent about that or like, strong or strong like yeah like when you walk through yeah the, the boys, boys section is so much more violent that's a good point there's a lot of weapons there's a lot of weapons like and like machinery so like cars construction things actual weapons mm-hmm. nerf guns are only in the boy section nerf by the guns way. are in the boys so- boy section unless they're in the outdoor section because water guns are sometimes in the outdoor section but yeah water guns are again you don't want to come to the store with your child trying to get them an indoor toy and they get a water gun <laughs> but yeah and in the girl section there's so much of like there's so much like animal care stuff. I feel like that's what always strikes me. There are so many toys that are based around taking care of an animal. There are like animal stuffed animals that like poop and shit. And I'm like, okay, it's a weird choice, but I guess. Yeah. And it like, it's like the new iteration of the like, the that, mommy and baby take care of. Yeah. Of, the, like, like the babies that toy. like needed care i had those when i was a kid yeah the ones you had to like feed and like chain uh-huh yeah uh-huh and like nap 
nap. Like you'd have to bounce them into. Yeah. Who wanted that? Like, why was that a thing that I thought? Because I had one of those and I fucking loved it. But like, why did I think? I mean, I've always loved goal-oriented play. It's an autism thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But. Like that's that's a weird thing. Yeah, but I mean, to convince can, our girls that we want. You can achieve the same goal with the Tamagotchi. So like, yeah, are Tamagotchi still a thing? Uh, yeah, you can still get them. Wow, that's bonkers. Yeah, I think that they're actually. I've been seeing them, but I think that's just because all of my advertisement algorithms are like, I see you're shopping for a lot of toys. I'm confused, but here's some other ones. Would you like some other toys? And I'm like, nah. My goals are very specific. My goals are very specific. <laughs> the other thing that comes up a lot that I see mm-hmm. in boys' section toys is Minecraft, yeah. which is like the new Legos, which it is Legos like, are Which now. makes sense. It's like virtual mm-hmm. Legos I mean, yeah, in, in a lot of ways. Is, yeah. But like, it seems as though the Lego Legos have dispersed. Legos are in all sections. Yep. There are pink Legos now. There are pink Legos now. There are, there are queer Legos now. There are pink skateboards. There are pink scooters. Mm-hmm. You can get pink things. Mm-hmm. But like Minecraft stuff, yeah. like remains like the, where you find the foam swords and like again, but that's weapons. But it's weapons uh-huh. and like the little play sets that are Minecraft themed tend to be in like. And it's weird because I think that part of it ends up being that what we're moving towards as a society, which is still not great, is this idea that like the boys section is like the gender neutral section because yes. like. Well, that's true. That's true in older things, too, Mm because gender neutral clothing is masculine clothing. Right. That's been reclaimed, which is better than nothing. But I mean, it's not it's not not progress. But I think what I think what we're actually moving towards in toy sections is like this like idea of like separate but equal. Like you can get an easy bake oven in both aisles, but it's still separate. Yeah. And like, I understand a little bit not having the dolls next to the like nerf guns you know like that like like uh, in like if you're trying well if you're just trying to be like hey you know that your kid wants this type of play like your kid wants a nerf gun they nerf the nerf guns we have a lot of them and they're all on in this aisle and that makes some sense to me well but that just means all the nerf guns need to be together they can be next to the dolls well they can be that's a thing and like they need to be together and, like, what is the functional difference between, like, a doll and an action figure? Yeah, there isn't one. Well, right. unless it's, like, a stuffy doll. Then there is one. You can snuggle. You can't snuggle with an action figure. Well, yeah, but then, like, you also can't snuggle with a Barbie. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think of Barbies as dolls. When I, I guess like, when I think of dolls, I think of, like, uh, like Cabbage Patch Kids. Like, stuffy mm-hmm. baby. Right. But like, those can go with the stuffed animals. And they're those stuffed would, animals. Those, those would definitely go with stuffed animals. Yeah. And they, those, those don't have to be gendered. You know, something that this is making me think, too, though, is... I feel like part of the hyper-gendering of them is the fact that kids' toys are often marketed with a picture of a child on it, Mm. and those children are often, there's almost, I rarely see toys that have both a little girl and a little boy on the packaging. Unless it's an outdoor toy. Unless it's an outdoor toy. If it's like a little kiddie pool. Well, because you only get one kiddie pool. Yeah. Per family. And presumably you have siblings, unless you're special like me. <laughs> yeah. But like the often the toys, like I keep thinking, I really liked our example of the Easy Bake Oven. Mm-hmm. And the way that those Easy Bake Ovens would be distinguished is the kid on the front would be different. Yeah. And like, even if the coloration is not all that different, nope. like the decals might be different. Decals might be different. Like flowers and hearts versus nothing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> 
probably. <laughs> or like fire. Or like fire. Yeah. The chopped, yeah. branded, friggin' easy bake oven for those little boys. Right. But the kid would be different. The kid would be different. And then that would cue you into like, ah, this is the one for my kid. Or the kid would just get cued into that kid looks like me. I want that one. Right. Which I think then that plays into the fact that advertising towards children is like, I'm just going to say unethical. Like, I was going to say borderline unethical, but I just think unethical. Like, kids are very susceptible to advertisements. And, like... Kids are very susceptible, period. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, if you put a picture of a kid and the kid on the packaging looks like your kid or looks like you're enough like your kid that your kid is, like, able to Identify make the connections, themselves, yeah. then, like, yeah. But also all of those things are based on physical appearance changes that are almost always dictated by the parent because kids do not look different based on their gender. Kids do not, like, if you, you can't tell children apart based on their gender except for by societally enforced right like, like haircuts does that clothing. kid have long hair what mm-hmm. is that kid wearing like that's literally all they, yeah. they haven't they literally have not differentiated based on the genders that happens in puberty <laughs> like there's no difference obviously other than their genitalia which is not Any on display <laughs> <laughs> so like you can't tell except for that so like if you have a little boy and you've cut his hair short, then he's going to identify with the little boys who have short hair on right. the advertisement. Because they look like him. Right. Which I just think is interesting. Yeah. Like, the kid isn't making any of those decisions. Now, kids do have... The ability prefer- to make decisions. Yeah, they have preferences about how mm-hmm. they look. It's just whether or not are those preferences encouraged and listened to. Right. And, like... And also, kids do have preferences on how they play. Because, yeah. like... I got Hamtaro as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your toys of choice were as a child. Um, yeah, I had a baby doll. But I like goal-oriented play. I like things that had that told me what to do with them. Yeah. It's just kids can also like pick what they want. Yeah. From a, like they're not they're not just like they see a thing and then like the marketing hits them and they're like I want it. Like <laughs> kids are like I would like to have a gun to shoot at my friends because I've seen them and it, it looks sounds fun. fun. It sounds like fun. I would like to have a stuffed animal to snuggle with so that I can like hold like tea parties or like, yeah. I, you know, I want to cook something. Like I see mommy cooking and I want to be able to cook too, but mommy mm-hmm. says the oven is too hot. So I want an easy bake oven. Like yeah. there are a lot of ways that kids can kind of drive these things themselves. And it's just weird that instead of separating them by that functionality of like, what do kid want? Mm-hmm. We separate them by like, what can kid want? Yeah. So moral of this story is everybody should not start squish model hunting but go check out the toy section next time you're at like target or walmart yeah. just like stroll through it yeah it's it's an interesting place to be and i'm curious because we've talked briefly on target is also a little better than walmart i suggest strolling through a walmart toy section specifically they're the ones that's they're the ones that are dramatic they're very egregious at walmart okay we'll bring it in. i was just gonna ask because we, we've touched on gender Sorry, I actually just got distracted. I wonder what, like, actual dedicated toy stores look like now. I don't know if Toys R Us are still, like, a thing, but, like... I think Toys R Us went out of business. Did they? But Learning Express had no gender. Actually, that's a good point. I did... I recently went to a store called Learning Express, which is, like, one of those stores that has, like, lots of, like, brain games. It's, like, supposed to be, like, good for Mm -hmm. learning. It expresses your learning, I think, whatever Mm -hmm. but it has basically like a lot of toys and just like shit kids would love um and notably squishmallows and they weren't gendered at all actually it was all like there were definitely little 
little sections that were especially hyper feminized like there were little sections that were like entirely pink but there wasn't much other than that but those then i think could fall into the functional categories and then you're just like and then all of the pink things will put in one spot but like within functional categories like when they are very small sections of hypergendered things like i don't think that that is inherently problematic no this one was much more to your point there were like games in one section there were squishes (laughs) (laughs) there were like school supply-esque things Probably, like, a whole big stuffed animal section. That's where the squishes were, yeah. Yeah, probably, like, you know, you said games. I mean, I, I think it depends on what they have. Like, I feel like I remember, too, growing up, some of my friends worked at a toy store. Mm-hmm. Like, a smaller, kind of more, like, indie toy store. And they didn't, to my memory, have any gendered sections in the toy store. There was just all of the toys, and some of the toys were very clearly marketed towards... Yeah, and it is... I'm thinking more about it. So we went to Walmart today before we went... Before we sat down for this episode. And I'm thinking more about Target now. And Target is better about it. Target is better about it. They're not perfect. They're not perfect. But they're definitely much better about it than Walmart. I think that this does come in degrees. Because, like, I'm pretty sure that Toys R Us was, like... Like, the store's Toys R Us from when we were kids were, like, divided down the middle. Yeah, I think so. Like, they were, like, very much the way that we do men's and women's, like, clothing. Yeah. But, like... I think that they they had, like, a baby section, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I can't think of, like... I, I know that some a lot of smaller toy stores and, like, game stores and dork stores don't separate. Well, dork stores don't. Well, yeah. Because women I mean... aren't welcome in dork stores. <laughs> High-key, low-key, I'm still salty. <laughs> but, like, it's because those smaller toy stores don't really differentiate by gender even if they do have little pockets of hypergendered stuff i also okay and this is just a hot take and i don't have any kids so i don't know but that's also feels to me like toys and toy stores themselves are really cool like the shit that exists in learning express is actually really cool Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of the toys that walmart is selling are being sold entirely on their ability to market to small children right. like they're not actually toys that anybody would want right you know what i mean whereas if you go to a toy store like they don't have that functionality that you're talking about organizing mm-hmm. them by yeah that's and true. again i don't have i don't have kids and i do not interact with especially young kids ever i worked in a middle school for a second i worked in a high school for a second i know middle and high school age kids pretty well but like under third grade i have no idea what children are like so mm-hmm. i'm talking out my ass i i acknowledge that mm-hmm. but i do just think that like a lot of the toys, especially at Walmart, are like, I don't think that kids would actually want to play with them very much once they get them home. Yeah. It is like this kind of marketing. And another thing that's interesting about that, I think, is it plays into an ability, like a convenience that people have around getting presents for kids they don't know super well. Yes. Because then they can just go to the appropriate section mm-hmm. and get a toy that is like, this is guaranteed to be fun and safe for a girl between the ages of three and five yeah i really wonder who is picking toys out of these sections Mm -hmm. how often is it a kid like looking at and being like oh my god i want this because on the other hand maybe the walmart sections are actually this is just playing devil's advocate but or not devil's advocate devil's advocate is not a good way to have a conversation but this is just like because neither of us know young kids it's Mm -hmm. just another idea maybe walmart is actually how it's set up for children, for actual children to be able to find what they want. That's the best way for kids. And places like Learning Express are actually set up for adults. Maybe. Because we don't gender things for adults as well, as we've talked about. Not as much. And places like Learning Express, there's another one called like 
brain pop or something that's often in malls Mm -hmm. they tend to have things that are like more for it's like an adult toy store but not like that (laughs) not that kind of adult toy store we're not talking about that today (laughs) not that yeah um but like i don't know i think it's tough because we don't have kids i mean this is the same problem we ran into when we were doing the uh gender neutral parenting episode is we're like like, we're talking out our ass we're talking about this in absolute theory it's just something we've noticed that's been interesting right and i think it is it's important to note and like if nothing if else, if you have kids, you should go to all three of these places and report back, please. Yes. Let us know. <laughs> Tell us. Let us know. Let us know what you think. And I also think, um, similarly, like I don't know, support small local businesses because yeah. they probably don't gender their toys as aggressively, and like maybe they do. And then tell Learning them. Express, by the way, just to be clear, is not a small local business. But That's fair. find a local toy store if or you can. Or just like a smaller one than like with the yeah. big chain stores that are also grocery stores. Like yeah, you know yeah yeah. Before we wrap up. Do you want to touch on why this particular practice of gendering toys, of hypergendering toys, is, like, harmful to kids? Do you think it is? Probably. Probably. I think gendering kids before they even know what's going on can be stressful. Yeah. Because kids, from what I've understood in my learning about gender-neutral parenting, children develop their own internal sense of gender around three to four years old. Three to four. Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe three to five. Somewhere in that, like just before school starts range. Um, that's often when people have like the more classic trans narrative that we talked about last year on gender journeys. That's yeah. usually when they start realizing that they're trans or sometimes they, by rebelling against the type of toys that they want. Right. Or they can remember back, even if they didn't express it yet, they can remember back to then not wanting, like starting to feel uncomfortable with mm-hmm. the genderedness. Um, and also in the couple narratives of gender expansive parenting that I've read, that is when, if you are not gendering your child until they tell you what gender they are, mm-hmm. it's usually about three to five right before they go to school that they tell you what gender they are. Right. Um, and so leading them one way or the other earlier than that feels potentially harmful. And if it's done gently, I don't think it's that bad. Like if it's done gently, so it's just something they can rebel against. If you're just like, hey, son of mine, I think it'd be really cool if you got a nerf gun and your kid's like i don't want a nerf gun and you're like cool beans you want a stuffed animal i don't think that's a bad idea (laughs) like it's not like you're making horrible horrible life-changing mistakes by like assuming what your kid might want or like if a fifth if a if a five-year-old gets a birthday present that is super hyper gendered and they're like i don't like this yeah like encouraging them to express they don't like it but also like the act of having been given that toy is not inherently yeah bad it's right just, so. and like the, the I, and i feel like that's often what like parents are doing mm-hmm. when they're assuming like i'm imagining like a dad with a son and he's like i want to play catch with you and that's basically offering one journey mm-hmm. and if that kid is like no and you're like that's sad for me. What would you rather? Oh, you want to have a tea party with some stuffed animals? All right, kid. That wasn't what, that was not what I offered, but I'm glad that you're expressing. Right. I don't think that that's, you're not going to harm somebody by like offering them. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. So like, also like, you're not going to harm your kid by like taking them to the genital determined aisle. If when that kid runs off to the other aisle, you're just like, oh shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. Cool. Let's be in this aisle. You're right. That does slap, actually. (laughs) Exactly. Let's get a water gun. So, I mean, like, it's like pushing in the direction of something harmful, but it itself is not like, it's not like the end of the Mm -hmm. world. I feel like people get really up in arms over it, and I'm not sure it's like... And the, like... I think it's good to be aware of. It's good to be aware of the extreme division and the way that the marketing works are both 
not great but like yeah. the way that we market everything is not I was about to say I just don't like the way like, things are marketed towards children towards I would be children, so afraid like, to take my kid to a toy aisle because I'm gonna be like you're gonna want something expensive that you're not gonna really want but I am not gonna tell you no because I have my own issues with that like having my desires invalidated so I'm gonna end up getting you this toy that you're not gonna want <laughs> it's gonna have to be a whole journey <laughs> yeah so like there's issues in general with how toys work But seriously, I do invite you, go, like, check out your local toy aisle. Like, it's just, it was, it's just been an interesting. Yeah. um, And think about how you would interact with that toy aisle with your own kid. Yeah. Like, authentically think about it. And maybe also, like, check out if they have Squishmallows. You never know. You never know. Just, like, squish one of them. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So that's where we're going to wrap it up this week on Gender Journeys. Before we go. But wait. (laughs) There's more. (laughs) So before we go, uh, we do just a couple quick announcements here it's really just the one announcement just the one announcement um would you like to do the honors yeah i guess because it's my fault it's not your fault um so i am in grad school as y'all know and i also just got a job and i'm super busy right now and this podcast has always been a really fun creative outlet it hasn't been feeling like that in the last couple of weeks so we're gonna take a intentional pause and try to figure out what it looks like moving forward. Yeah. Because um, I have a year and a half more of grad school. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we want to make it so it's sustainable. So we might drop down to a two, every two-week format. Yeah. We might just be doing shorter things. We might come back and do it every week again. We're not sure. We're going to take a little break. And yep. we're going to figure out what it looks like moving mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. So this is not... This is very much not the end of Gender Journeys. This is not goodbye. This is absolutely not the end of Gender Journeys, but it is, we are going to take a moment to just sort of figure out how it fits into our lives, because we're busier than we were. When we started this podcast, it was literally lockdown. Like, we were, we were it. We were at home. We Uh, were able to put, like, backlog four episodes a week and, like... Yeah, and also I just had a lot more creative energy, because I'm doing a lot of, like, I have to do a lot of creative work. Mm-hmm. And like on the back end, Josie does all of the like editing of this podcast and kind of runs the episodes. But I'm also then the person that does the research for the topics. Yeah. And that energy has just been going to my schoolwork. Which you're also researching. So right. like, so we will figure out what it looks like to continue this podcast sustainably in a way that is still fun and engaging for us and fun and engaging for y'all. But yeah. for the moment, we are going to be taking a brief break. Yeah. Uh, but we do love you all still and we will be back and keep an eye on our social media. We will keep y'all updated as to when we will return. Yes. And um, until next week, uh, until next time. Um, <laughs> let's try, let's, let's run that one again. <laughs> And until next time, uh, as always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Al. Bye, y'all. And until next time, just keep thinking about it. (laughs) Music for Gender Journeys, composed by Sonia Berdash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes, or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys, or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josiewrites.com slash gender journeys. We hope to hear from you soon.